Well, Ulysses, we're going to close the week, Thursday and Friday episodes with mailbags. So that's what we got on the docket. We love these mailbag episodes. So we have not one, but two, and they go all over the place. So let's get started right now. You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sombrano. And we're the host of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making us your very first listen every day. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel at Locked On Rays. You can also find us on all the traditional podcasting platforms at Locked On Rays. Email us anytime. We love the mailbag questions, as you can tell and see and listen to Locked On Rays at gmail.com. With that, let's get right into these mailbag questions. This first one from La Gayaba on Twitter. I hope I'm uh, somewhat close to that. Uh, at Tigre Gayaba. Not sure what that reference is, but uh, I'd be curious. So uh, the question here is, Randy or Glass now? Harold or Paredes? Margot or Siri? Brandon Lau or Taylor Walls? Four of these have to be traded. Which four stay? Well, Gayabe, thank you for writing to us. Uh, hmm. So it's Randy or Glass now. Harold or Paredes. Margo or Siri. Lau or Walls. Let me go with the easy one first. The, okay. the slam dunk. Harold or Paredes? Uh, I want Paredes to be extended, son. So, Harold, thank you so much for your for your work the last two years. Hope you find a an awesome place to 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 get your good at bats against lefties mostly. But Arrivederci, like gone. Yeah, and it's funny because there has been a lot of scuttlebutt among the media, notably. Mark Topkin that uh, the Rays may be looking to move off Harold Ramirez or they don't have the full intention of keeping him around for the long term. Yeah. Yeah. It just makes sense. Like, I mean, and also no, no glove kind of harms him uh, and just kind of pigeonholes him in, into the DA troll. But with Yandy Diaz, you know, and his, and his struggle sometimes to, to be a hundred percent healthy all the time yeah. and getting older. You might want to get that spot eventually to Yandi if you if you keep him throughout the contract and, and and to keep him healthy just first base and DH first base and DH he didn't play a lot of third uh, and and that kept him healthy so I think you're going to be seeing a lot more of that so a lot more of that which means Harold might need to take um, you know another team so that's my easy one I'm, I'm sure you agree yes I agree. Okay, let's go with Margot or Siri. Another easy one. Bro, I don't care if you have to pay half of Margot's salary of $10 million. You have to, you know, pay $5 million. Like, it's not my money. It's Stu's money. So, yeah, of course I don't care. Um, But, yeah, I do not see a fit whatsoever with Manuel Margot. I mean, the, the bat is... 
okay, the fielding has gone down. Yeah, and that's where the value really Terrible. lied for him was the fielding. I mean, the the bat was consistently average, slightly above average for the position that he played or plays. But the fact that, and who knows, maybe there was just something we don't know about, but the fact that he showed his butt trying to play center field is a big, big negative. Um, yeah. when you need depth at that position and when he's been in the organization and been relied upon to step in and fill into that role when needed. And now that you can't really trust him for that, uh, that's an issue. So you're going to tell me that Margot's just a corner outfielder with, you know, 650 OPS potential. That just doesn't really um, stand for me. Yeah, no, no. I, I, I feel like that's just... We remember where we're coming from, though. We're coming from when in 2020 and Margot and the Margot trade happens. There were so many articles saying, will the race try a two man outfield with Kiermaier and Margot? That's where this began in 2020. Now we're looking into 2024 saying the man can field center field and corner outfielding. Like it's, you know, okay. Okay. I, I, I guess it's better than Harold. You know, it's good, right? but it's not what it was in 2020 and you're paying him $10 million and you have, you have to move on. You have to move on from our go. And I know, I understand that he, he's well liked among the clubhouse and among the fans, but you know, you're going to have to make these changes. So for me, between Margot or Siri, I mean, for God's sakes, I mean, Siri has so much team control. I think it's, I think right. just like the Harold and Paredes one, this is an easy one for me and say goodbye, Margot. Yeah, same here. Unless Siri does something that really wears out his welcome in the clubhouse and within the organization. But to this point, we haven't seen that. Um, but yeah, Margot, it's, it's one of those cases where you, I just look, many other organizations could probably justify paying a player of his caliber that amount of money. I don't think the Rays can or should or would get away with that. You know, if it was four million, five million, maybe six million, sure, but not ten million. I mean, I don't even know if the Rays would pay Kevin Kiermeyer ten million dollars again. They they didn't want to pay him eleven million. Yeah, right. Last year or this year, with his option, they're like, nah, we're not. If you're not paying Kevin Kiermeyer, who just won the Gold Glove BT Dubs, and put a really good offensive line, you're not gonna pay Margot ten million dollars. So. I think that this one is an easy one for for I think most race fans to to go behind. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Randy or Glass now? Oof, Randy or Glass now? Well, you know what? Let's think about that one for just a second, okay. Kev, because I know that we spend a lot of time talking together, you and I, about race baseball and baseball around. Well, I mean, we get fired up together on wins and losses. Who starts? Who sits? This is an awesome connection that we all have in this channel. But let's talk about something a little bit more personal. When you're in extended travel or you're bracing for a major weather event or limited by yet another supply uh, shortage that we have all lived through, you're covered, okay? Thanks to our partners at Jace Medical, life-saving antibiotics and a long list of daily medications can be ordered in a one-year supply, even ED generics for Cialis, Viagra, and others. So today, go online right now at jacemedical.com to receive your 12-month supply on your daily medication. Remember to use promo code LOCKEDON 
at checkout for a discount as well. If you or someone you love would love to get some peace of mind by having a year supply of any daily med, go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered for you. Remember to use promo code locked on for $20 off your purchase. Go to Jace Medical. That's J A S E Medical.com. Okay. Like I asked previously, Randy or Glass now? Okay. 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 If one has to go. One has to go by opening day 2024. It has to be Glass now, man. Okay. Unfortunately. You finally acknowledge that Glass now is going to get let go. It took this type of scenario and situation from uh, La Gayaba to put it forth, but it's happening. You know what? You know what sucks about this is that you can ask me any other one and I would have, but it's, I mean, look. You have to trust. No, you don't have to trust. It's very difficult for the Rays to find offense. Randy might not be your best offensive player, but there is something that he does do that are two things that are very important in an offensive player. Number one, he's a constant. I And I don't mean like, oh, every month he has a 780 OPS or higher. No, no, no. He will have his bad months. But at the end of the year, the numbers, you know what they're going to look like. You know what to expect. And that is huge. To just basically know what you're going to get from the player before any pitch has been thrown. I think that's a tremendous quality in a player. And number two, durability. Yeah. He posts. He posts. This guy is a machine. I So I feel like when you look at Glass now, does he post? Are you really. are you worried that he might get injured? Um, are you paying him a lot, a lot of money? Like there are think I think there are more cons when you look at Glass now than you, when you look at Randy. Even though I want to keep Glass now, and in my vision of what I want the 2024 race to look like glass now and Randy are both on the team in this specific scenario. If I have to, you know, uh, pick one, I, I, I would think glass now would leave because of the cons that he has attached to his name. And just think we've talked about this before the branding and marketing and fan engagement opportunity that you have with Randy Rosarena that you really don't have with much any other player, not named Wander Franco, and probably never again Wander Franco. You have the contract and the control situation between both of those players um, and the health, like you mentioned. Um, Randy consistently shows that he is durable and available and willing to play 150-plus games. Um, we're crossing our fingers, um, hoping that Tyler glass now can get to 120, 125 innings. So that is a big, big concern with me. And I, I would think that the Rays would look to, um, you know, maximize whatever value that they can get out of that and, uh, unseat themselves from uh, $25 million. So yeah, yeah, there's that one. And then finally, uh, 
Brandon Lau or Taylor Walls? I should have started with this one. <laughs> yeah, that, that would have been the easy one. <laughs> it's an easy one. I mean, guys, if I need to pick between Brandon Lau and Taylor Walls. I know we don't like Brandon Lau's playoff uh, expectations and performances, but this got to be realistic here. I mean, by T-dubs, I'll, I'll, I'll keep the guy who can smack 30-plus homers and play average to a little bit above average second base um, and makes $8.75 million in 2024, and he usually covers between two to four war. Yeah, that's a pretty bang for buck situation right there this is yeah this is not even a, an issue for me um to pick brandon brandon Lau. Um, again it's you have to applaud and celebrate when a player can be at the one end of the spectrum in baseball skills like taylor Walls. that guy's glove is amazing he is incredibly agile he is a very good base runner all of those things but what I want to stress, and I think I've I've made very clear on this pod, is that overall value is what ends up mattering the most. It's not what is the best thing that you can do. No, it's all of it put together into a formula and then what it spits out. And if you use war as an example, he's barely a one war player, at least by fan graphs this year, Taylor Walls is. Mm-hmm. And last year he was negative. Point three war. So you take Taylor Walls, according to Fangraphs, you take Taylor Walls out of your Rays roster and you're not going to see a difference. You're not going to no. see a difference. Probably not. Um, and I got to give credit to Brandon Lau because coming back from that back issue, the lower back problem that he had been dealing with, I thought he was cooked. I was like, don't expect much of anything from him the rest of the season and lo and behold, he finishes the year with 21 home runs across what five games, give or take. I mean, yeah, pretty, pretty solid what he was able to put together before uh, going down with that knee injury for four to six weeks. And um, depending on how deep in the playoffs, the Rays would have advanced or could have advanced. He might've made an appearance again. So um, of course there is the injury concern with Brandon Lau, but when he's on the field and he's on, um, there's, he's pretty special, uh, from the second base position. And, um, you know, I, I just really like to see him put it all together and stay mildly, relatively healthy for a full season. Give me Yandy Diaz posting 135 games. That's all I'm if asking. I give you, if I give you today a, a paper to sign, Hey, Brennan Lau, can will play 120 games. Do you sign that right now? Yes, I probably would sign that up. Me sign too. up for that right now based on what's happened the last two, two and a half seasons. Me too, and that's so sad. 120 yeah. games? What are we coming to this in this world? Mm-hmm. 120 games, and we're like, yes, please sign me up. 120? Oh my gosh, 100. Yeah, yep. <laughs> yeah, and and I hope you know those are productive 120 games as opposed to... That's the thing, though. That's the thing. You don't know. Can you sign 120 games right now for Brandon Lau? And the thing is, I think most of us would lean towards yes, because you just want because you trust in his ability that if he's there enough time that he can put up a good line. Yeah. And and 
that's what has happened usually is that if he's, he's on the only field, played 120 games in a season, at least 120 games in a season once. And that was in 2021 where he p- played 149. He's Kevin Kiermaier in second base. Essentially. Essentially. And that's... Well, um, I don't think we've discussion. talked about that enough, Kevo. Probably not. Um, and that might be a discussion for, for another day. But um, yeah, hopefully he can get it together and find a way because I would love to see him uh, go off and get back to... Give me 25, 30 home runs. Get into really showcase uh, your skill set when you're healthy. Because that's the other thing, too, is when you're trying to work back from an injury, you go into slumps and it takes time to adjust to the level of pitching that you're going to have to face game in and game out. So, uh, all right, very good question from uh, Lai Gayaba there. Uh, This next one from... Nola or Nolan SA at Nolan SA Tampa Bay guy. Uh, the comment here is what's Basabe's future as an MLB player? Would Wendell 2024 be greater than Walls 2023? So there's three, there's two questions there. Would Wendell 2024 be greater than Walls 2023? Okay, that's a different one than what's Basavi's future as an MLB player. Um, let's let's keep going on this on this hypothetical ro- uh, road where you got rid of Walls and you're saying, okay, well, we got Basave now. What can we expect Basave as a MLB player? You know, I think you can expect a lesser glove around the same amount of speed. Mm-hmm. Uh, base running, that's a different thing. Speed does not determine how well you, you you run your bases. So we would have to check up on that. I think you would get a lot less swing and miss because the K rate for Taylor Walsh is ridiculous at 25 26%, and it has never even reached 20% for, for a Slavis. But you would get a bit more soft contact. Uh from Oslavis than than Taylor Walls. Taylor Walls and and Oslavis have the same amount of hard hit percentage, but soft percentage. Um, Oslavis does have more of that, so that could mean a little bit bloopers or more ground outs. But if he utilizes his speed to his to his uh, benefit, then maybe he could he can turn those soft hits into or soft infield grounders into into hits you never know but uh that's Basabe's future i don't i don't see this guy as a as a major superstar not even honestly like i think he's just going to be a role player um it it doesn't seem like that's quite frankly that's what we have to put in people's heads is that's most guys that get called up that's most top quote-unquote prospects bit players in the majors yeah that is what it is like like if we're being frank here, I think we would and should be happy is if Oslevis Basabe has, you know, a career and maybe not even the length that this guy had, but in terms of the numbers and production, a Denny Hecarfuria. Like something like that is probably what we're aiming for. You know, over the course of three thousand at bats, thirty-seven homers and a two fifty batting average and a six forty-one OPS. Like I don't think Basabe is going to do anything that is really special or remarkable in his career. Like I think going forward, we're looking at a guy that's probably 
going to deserve and earn, you know, 250 plus at bats in a season. And, you know, I wonder if there was more potential uh, and more ceiling to be gained if the Rays had let them percolate in the minors a little bit more before uh, making the call up but amid all the Wander Franco stuff happening. But um, if you look at, and, and guys can change, guys can can alter their yeah. gameplay. But I mean, the, the scouting reports pretty much lay it out that he is what he is. He's, he's, he's going to give you those types of numbers. Yeah. And, 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 you know, not everybody's going to be, uh, you know, Aaron judge, whatever, like it's, it, you know, there are some guys that just do their, their part, their role. And if he is able to just stay in the major leagues for, uh, if he's able to, I think to stay through free agency, that's a victory. That's oh, a yeah. lot of guys' victory. I mean, the first victory is, you know, to get to the major leagues, but after that stay long enough to get arbitration eligible, you know, and then survive that. Cause some guys do get to be arbitration eligible and then they just might be kicked to the curb. La Tapia, you know, and and or Solcer, just like you know now and then, that's it. You yeah. and they no, nobody picks you up, and so like you got to arbitration eligible, but then they 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 said you know what, let's just pay somebody uh, younger, uh, less money to do that job. So I f- I feel like if he's able to give you just a little bit more contact than Taylor Walls, about the same speed, about hopefully the same base running, maybe a little bit less glove. That's probably what you should be expecting. Right. And then the uh, second part of uh, Tampa Bay guys question, would Wendell 2024 be better than Walls 2023? As much uh, as there's Walls negativity on this podcast at times, um, Joey Wendell, I think, is all downhill from here at 33 going on 34 years old. Um, His showing, believe it or not, with the Marlins, like his offensive numbers were notably noteworthy worse than what taylor walls put forth um and i've got a little conspiracy theory i think that the marlins putting him virtually exclusively at shortstop maybe have might have hurt his offensive profile in a way where for years uh with the rays and, and other teams um he was mr third base mr second base and mr spot start shortstop not play every day, every game at shortstop. So I think that additional focus and attention of playing that position and the stress that's added there may or may not have an impact uh, to what you're trying to do at the plate. But um, yeah, just look up uh, Joey Wendell's numbers. He was a negative 0.2 war player this year, 212 batting average, 248 on base percentage, 306 slug, 554 OPS. I don't see it getting any better in 2024. He was less than 50 WRC plus. I mean, he was 47, I believe. I mean, that is 53 points below an average major leaguer. Like, that's that's way too bad. We and he made were, $6 million for doing that. I mean, good for him. He deserved yeah. all of those $6 million. But I would not, I mean, love Wendell. Love what he did with the organization, I think. He was a tremendous addition to that that fun 2019, 2018, 2020 team. Um, 21 when he was an all-star. 
But yeah. no, I I mean I I wouldn't I would be very disappointed. Let me rephrase that because it's not going to happen. Wendell's not going back to the race because the race. The the only way he's going back to the race is if he signs a minor league deal and then kicks butt in camp and like four injuries at the middle infield happen. And then he's kind of forced into a role. Sure. That could happen, but qualifiers, but yeah, that's, that's so many things that, yeah, I'm I'm with you. Like, it's just not going to happen, but wish him nothing but the best, but it's not going to happen with the race. I agree. Um, all right, so there's that. And then uh, finally, I know we not necessarily questions or mailbag questions, but uh, comments here before we get to our next mailbag episode on Friday. Uh, Ty McCann, our OG listener, just want to give him a shout out. Uh, he says, hot take, the Rays will win a playoff game next year. What say you, Ulysses? Will the Rays win a playoff game in 2024? I saw that comment and it just like it got me. I, it got my funny bone. So thank you, Ty, for making my night when I when I read that. That was funny, man. Um, let's say bleep yeah. Why not? Let's let's go wild. Let's just win one playoff game. All right. Let's score more than the other team just once during that October. Nice. How about that? Yeah. And it might take a shutout to make it happen based on what the Rays have or have not done in the postseason as far as offense is concerned. I'll tell you what, something that would help them to win a playoff game is winning their division and not being forced to the best of three wild card scenario. That's probably your best bet is be the Orioles of 2023. Yeah. Just so. get your division. Just get your division. It's difficult. I know, but that's the game you're playing. Yeah, that's what. And again, it puts more, more weight in cachet on winning the division because I mean, the playoffs is crapshoot, not necessarily a crapshoot, but a lot of things can happen. Anything can happen, but you have a little bit more control over the course of a uh, best of five versus a best of three. I'm just going to leave it yeah. like that. All right. Uh, great stuff there from the listeners. We have more on Friday's show, so stay tuned for that. In the meantime, thank you for making us your very first listen every day. Stay safe, and we will talk to you on Friday.